Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cardistry Talk. This is a series where we talk with the amazing people behind the Cardistry community. Today, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Sam Gordon, founder of Found Playing Cards, and another new friend of mine, Daniel, the designer of the most recent deck from Found Playing Cards, Wisteria. Today, we're going to talk about the Wisteria release, how the deck came about, and we're going to learn kind of how you can go about designing some really awesome deck of cards. So please stick around for that, and let's jump into this interview. For those of you that don't know, Wisteria is the second deck from Found Playing Cards, and it features a purple design. I'm really excited about the design because purple is one of my favorite colors for cards. And just jumping into the questions with Sam, um, what was kind of the idea and how did you go about promoting the deck once you had the design ready? Once we had the deck designed uh, from that, we need, we established a pretty clear brand guideline with how we wanted to create content. So with the video, we knew we wanted to sort of emulate uh, Lomo purple, which is a type of film that you can use for photography. And it turns greens purple, essentially. So as you saw in the trailer, Daniel did a really good job of doing some recolor work in DaVinci Resolve, I believe, and yep. made it look really cool with the with the negative of green to purple and on the grass and stuff. So that was really nice. Uh, but with that, we also knew that we wanted to lightly emulate film photography with some of the digital photos that we took. So that drove that design direction a little bit. And then we also integrated actual film into some of the promo material as well. And Julia was my wife for viewers that don't know, um, was very good at, uh, being able to do some sort of set photography on the day that we did the shoot with some film as well. And yeah, from there, once we established the brand guidelines and the the content, the type of content that we wanted, uh, Daniel and Isaiah came on over to me in chat and we set up a shoot day and everything and just uh, put together a little narrative for this as well and got to it. And then from there, we it's it's been about... I don't know, like four months since that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was before my wedding, so yeah, about four months. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so we've just been putting together content and the final final touches on the campaign. But that was essentially what drove the the content. So we did a bit of pre planning and then just went for it. And I think it was a lot easier than the last project that we did because we had a much clearer direction on in terms of what we wanted. And I think even the next one will be even easier. You know, that's the, that's the thing that made this a lot easier from the outset um, was really going into the, you know, kind of the second half, which is, you know, you have the deck. Now you got to think about all the promotion of it. You know, having a plan going into that of like focusing on this narrative and then just even the aesthetic guidelines and everything, that was really, you know, something that we, that we learned from the last one. Um, and that's, that's something that's just a part of the creative and design processes you know, doing things. And even if you don't fail, even like just noticing where you could do better um, and kind of going from there and building on that. And, um, you know, the, the incremental, like slowly progressing this thing better next time, this thing better next time. And kind of going that way, it, that's, you know, that's how you build something from small to big. And then I don't know, just keep, keep growing it from there. So obviously you guys put a lot of work into the trailer and kind of uh, showcasing the deck, how you wanted to showcase it. I think um, kind of the old aesthetic of, of 70s, 80s film kind of shows through. 
and you also have that the really cool purple colors coming through so congratulations on finishing up the, the trailer and getting uh, the deck out now <laughs> um one thing i do want to talk to you to daniel with real quick um we don't have many designers on the show a lot of times it's cardists but there are a lot of designers in cardistry there are a lot of artists in cardistry so uh, what I'm interested for you is, is kind of how you go about the creative process or how do you kind of go about becoming creative or doing things creatively? Yeah, you know, it's, I'm sure that, you know, anything creative, whether it's design or, you know, coming up with a new cardistry move or, you know, creating music or whatever it is, it, it kind of all starts with, or it, it, it goes best when you start with something, you know, this idea of creating out of nothing, you know, there's just... I'm just gonna just gonna start and see what happens. That usually doesn't go well unless you have like unlimited time and no pressure, because then you can kind of explore and have fun. But if you're really like, if you want to actually be successful in like coming up with a product or coming up with whatever it is, it helps to have restrictions and to design kind of around a framework. And that's that's especially what I'm you know that's what Sam kind of brings to the table is that I'm a little bit like. Hairbrain. I, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I'm, you know, I have these a million ideas that I could follow, but then Sam is like, "Here's what I've been thinking about," and I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm going to start with that, and it might evolve from there." But like, it's good to have that kind of like anchor point to to start out from and kind of go from. Um, and that's, you know, that's the, I think that's where Sam and I work well as a team because we kind of, you know, we're, we're both good at some things, but then we have other areas where we just haven't had any experience yet. And so, kind of coming together, putting our heads together, is really where we kind of fill in each other's like gaps and like things that, you know, I'm not great at and he is and all that kind of stuff. Like we work together as a team. Well, um, so, you know, primarily in this case, Sam was like the, the place that I started with and him bringing this idea to the table. Um, and then from there, you know, I, like most designers or just creative people today, I kind of got started using Adobe illustrator and Adobe Photoshop and just the Adobe cloud of products. Um, but more recently I've switched to much cheaper alternatives because I don't get the, the student discount anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I'm started using affinity photo and affinity designer, which are great programs. They don't quite have the like seniority that Photoshop has and illustrator have where they, you know, Photoshop and illustrator, they just have so many tools that would take you years to learn them all. And affinity is a little bit more basic, but even in that, even in that restriction, you can still find like creative ideas. And that was kind of what, honestly, that was what shapes part of the design of this deck is that I just didn't have the like really advanced tools that the Adobe products have. So I kind of had to keep it simple. I had to stick with the basics and just go for like solid design and just communicate as clearly as possible because I didn't have a ton of like, you know, I couldn't lean on the, the tools to, to make up for what I lacked in creativity or what I didn't, you know, if I didn't have an idea, I couldn't just like click a button and see what it does because I feel like some of the Adobe products have that kind of like feeling of you can, you can rely on, you know, content aware fill or like some of these cool tools that are really cool, but they can almost become a crutch. And that's not to say that you shouldn't use them, but just use them wisely and know why you're using them. Um, but that, you know, that was a restriction that kind of forced me to go in a certain direction. And I think that's, that's the thing that I found most helpful in design is like restricting yourself. And it's a, it's kind of an oxymoron because you think, well, how, how can restricting yourself lead to more creativity? But it, it's really, it's like a funnel or, you know, like a, like the barrel of a gun. It, it directs your energy in one, in one place and it, it allows you to get farther because otherwise, you know, just an explosion on its own doesn't get very far compared to like an explosion propelling a bullet or something like that. 
Um, and that's that's kind of how I view it. So it you got you got to have somewhere to go, and then once you start going that direction, don't don't like get caught in other things that that aren't helpful. Keep yourself directed. Um, but it's kind of a, it's a hard it's a it's a fine line to walk between going too far in one direction and not branching out enough. Um, and that's that's just something that comes with experience. Um, you know, there are things that I looking back, wish I had done differently just a few months ago when it comes to like some of the things that we did with the, the design. I'm still very proud of it, but there's like, you know, maybe this I could have done differently or this or whatever, just not because it's bad, just because I'm like questioning what if I had done something different and what could that have done? And that's where, you know, whatever we do next, it's going to be where I'm going to explore those little things and, and see, you know, what, what is possible. You know, there's some, some crazy ideas that I've had that I haven't even talked to Sam about yet, but I think that, I think his, uh, his brain might be a little tickled <laughs> by these ideas. So we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, so yeah, definitely a really awesome metaphor there with, with the gun barrel. Um, Sam, uh, switching over to you. Uh, since we first had you on the podcast for the first episode of the show, it's been a year and a half or so. Um, and you've had a lot of things happen in your life. You've rebranded, you've been married, you were in the Swedish V3 trailer, et cetera, et cetera. Have you found that your creative process has changed since that time or you've changed creatively since that time? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm such an elder after you're just listing off all these things. <laughs> um, maybe I am. Uh, <laughs> but you're getting old, with, Sam. Yeah, I'm getting so old. Jeez, wow, <laughs> 24, really aging. Uh, but with the creative process, I think I've d dove, divin. I dove, dove a lot deeper yeah. into <laughs> film photography, as we've already discussed with this. And that's taken up a lot of my creative energy. And so my posture towards creating moves is just a lot different now when it comes to cardistry. Uh, back I, almost two years ago, when, when we did the first episode, it was very regular I would come up with moves at least every two weeks that I was proud of. And I think the detriment to that process is that sometimes you come up with a great move, but you don't master it and then you forget about it. And there are a lot of moves that I'll like scroll back on my Instagram and see, and they're awesome, but I could not do them again uh, without a lot of careful relearning. But now with my current flow, it's a much slower process now and a little bit more intentional at times than it, than it was uh, previously. And it's a lot less of a, I guess, emotional process where previously it was, you know, I want to listen to like hardcore techno music or something and that'll get me a lot of inspiration. I'm going to be hyped up on coffee. It's going to be 4 a.m. and I'm going to come up with a great move. And I'm going to film a, a video and put the edit on Instagram tomorrow. That's great. <laughs> but that's not where I'm at now. Uh, now I, it's probably about once a month that I come up with a good move that I feel confident in. And I have shifted to have a much larger emphasis on actually practicing that move until it's good. I might put it in a video before it, it feels perfect. But uh, like I, I showed a video in our Chili's group a few weeks ago, and I'm still on that same move. I haven't created something new 
from that yet. And yeah, so it's just very different, a lot slower, a lot, metho- a lot more methodical, a lot more mature <laughs> and wise, kind of like I am yeah. now. <laughs> um, but no, I <laughs> jokes aside, wait a minute. Hold on. Whoa. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think as I progress deeper and deeper into the community of being, having been a part of it for so long, um, there are avenues that I do and don't want to explore with cardistry. And right now, um, especially being able to partner with Daniel, being able to create decks and kind of run a brand takes a lot of creative energy and it just shifts my focus from creation on moves a lot more, but, uh, they, like I said, much slower process, but still fulfilling because when I do find a move, I am able to make it really good. Mm -hmm. At least to me. And if I can jump in after that, you know, that's, I'd say that I've seen a similar thing just as I've gotten older as well. Um, you know, I'm not quite 24, I'm still 23, but I'm seeing that process as well in my own stuff where like, you know, I, I used to do a lot of photography. I used to do, you know, a lot of like Photoshop paintings and then kind of, I did a little bit of 3d work here and there and then just kind of whatever else was exciting to me at the time. I kind of looked into that and would mess around here and there with other, other mediums and new programs and stuff like that. But today I find myself more like I do a lot of 3d work just on my own time. Um, I, you know, I did the design work for this deck and then we did some, well, I, I just did the video for this deck. I didn't even take photos for it. Um, other than a few here and there. Um, but that, those are kind of the three things that I've settled on. It's like, I'm going to get into design more. I'm going to get even further into 3d and like really expand my knowledge there. And then, you know, I'm starting to get into more like video stuff. And those are kind of the three things that I focused on. Whereas before I was kind of all over the place and it's, you know, those are kind of the three that I focused on because what you can do with those three is really focus on like storytelling and narrative and kind of, you know, taking a single idea and creating a whole, not just like a single artwork, but like kind of a whole, a whole narrative around it, you know, just a whole, you know, a whole company if you wanted to, or a whole movement or whatever it is between video, 3d work and just good design. You can kind of cover all the bases. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's that's helpful for what we're doing here because we kind of have just a few people to do a whole a whole you know card release. Um, but it's I think it's important to at a certain point realize you know I kind of have to prioritize my time better if I really actually want to get good at something and and really sink time into it because it's worth it's worth putting time into something that is worthwhile. I think is kind of maybe how I would yeah. try to summarize that. I think that's kind of yeah. I fully agree. I think that's mm-hmm. cool, but kind of just how everything uh, ends up going is you kind of realize the value of time as you get older because you start to lose some of it, you know? Um, so you kind of have to make those decisions. Yeah. One thing that I want to talk to you guys about real quick um, is kind of music. Uh, music is a big thing for cardistry in most people's lives, I think, in general. But do you guys have any mm-hmm. music recommendations, starting with Sam, since Daniel just kind of talked a little bit there? Sam, do you have any music recommendations off the top of your head right now? Yeah, so I, I thought about this. Um, first off, I got to, like, shout out uh, Sweeps. He's the music musician we use for the trailer. And he's who I use with a lot of my edits on Instagram anyway. Um, so he was really cool to let us use his music for the score. And in general, he's a good vibe for 
um, yeah. a lo-fi background to practicing cardistry, working, whatever it may be. So he's been my creative spin for, I don't know, years at this point. And then when it comes to music at large, I dive super deep into making playlists on Spotify and they vary from alt rock to acoustic to rap, whatever. But I love kind of finding a mood and building a playlist out of it. Not necessarily genre specific, but if it fits the mood, I put it in the playlist and that's sort of my relationship with music. So, I mean, you want to follow me on spotify there you'll get my music recommendations <laughs> but i think right now i've been following just trying to build a nice summer playlist for summer 2022 mm -hmm. and that's been really oh, yeah. fun just listen to some hype music but recommendation sweeps second recommendation the band kids lost cities album is my favorite album boom, boom. there you go two options daniel what's your take yeah oh yeah so you know, I, I I was introduced to sweeps through Sam, and I just want to say, you know, that's having a good. You know, we we neither of us are musicians, neither Sam or I are, and so having kind of his really great work to complement what we're trying to do as well is just a great match. He really fit the fit the vibe of what we wanted. Um, so yeah, go check out his stuff. He does a lot of really great stuff. I think he just came out with something earlier this month. Yeah, so he if I'm not mistaken, go like a few days ago. Yeah. 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 I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm, I'm excited to do that. Um, but as far as me, you know, I think Sam's gonna laugh at this, but I'm a big Kanye fan. Um, I told Sam that like a, a year and a half, two years ago, and he kind of looked yeah. at me like, what you are? And I'm like, yeah, I am. Cause I just started listening to his music more. Um, and it was, it was the kind of thing where I had never, you know, I'd heard of him. I'd heard every time he does something crazy in the news and like he ran for president, all this stuff. But I never actually listened to his music or knew much about him as a person. And as I kind of dove into it, I realized this guy is primarily he's an artist. He just happens to do music. And he's even said that himself in interviews where he said, like, you know, I was I had a, a an art scholarship, you know, for painting and drawing. You know, that that was what I was at school for in college. You know, his his first album, The College Dropout, he dropped out of college to do art. And he was doing art in college as well. So it's the kind of funny thing of like, you know, his the thing that he was pursuing was visual art, but he dropped out to do music instead. Um, and I, he has a quote that goes something like, you know, I, I did music instead of painting because you can't turn up a painting. <laughs> and I think that's, that's something that I've felt myself. It's like, I wish I could just like take this thing that I'm working on, you know, a visual piece of art and just like play it as loud as possible so that people can't, can't help but listen. But, you know, visual art just doesn't work that way. It's, it's, it's just a different thing. Um, and that's where I like doing video because you can combine audio and visual and they become a new thing that like neither visual art or audio on its own can do, you know, it's this kind of new, new form of art. Um, so I don't know, Kanye and his, his methodology as far as music and why he does music is kind of inspired me and shaped a lot of what I think about music in the last couple of years. Um, and honestly, that's primarily what I listen to these days, but I don't even listen to like Kanye's music. I listen to a lot of like fan edits and stuff like that, where people will take, you know, the beat from, you know, this one song and then like an unreleased verse from an album that he never put out. And then, you know, a Drake line off of something else and like combine it into this new thing. That's like kind of a, an amalgamation of multiple different eras of Kanye's music, but it still kind of blends together in a new way 
And there's a great guy, Toasty Digital, on YouTube that does just the the craziest edits. They're really, really well done. Like it feels like something that Kanye could release, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is this is his music." Um, but it's all you know, old older stuff he's already put out and everything. So it's it's really exciting to like see the the idea of not just listening to his music, but then like taking his music and like doing something else with it. And Toasty has this whole like universe of like far in the future, you know, Kanye was president and now, you know, Baron Trump is president and Drake has, or, uh, um, Kendrick Lamar has been like on the moon for the last 30 years. And like this whole universe just built around like fan albums of Kanye's music. And it, it's the, it's the coolest thing. And I, I love that. Um, that's, I just have a huge playlist on my phone of like 50 different like fan edits of Kanye's music. And that's, that's just what I listen to for the most part. Um, I'm trying to think of like any specific music recommendations other than that. But that's that's really most of what I listen to these days. Um, I listen to more podcasts here and there, but nothing too, nothing too exciting. Just kind of whatever mm-hmm. catches my eye. So go listen to Kanye and do your homework on him. That's, that's right. what I have to so say. So we got Sweeps Beats, we got Kanye. Um, I'm going to throw in my opinion real quick because um, there's a band that I've been listening to recently that I really like called Dijon. I think is how you pronounce it. It's D I. J O N, um, and it the music makes like like the mustard like the mustard baby, but it's not mustard. Nice. I think it's a name. Yeah, hey, I like mustard. <laughs> but the music he makes is very emotional, and it feels very raw and like almost like a live performance, even though it's recorded. Um, it's something I've been really enjoying uh, listening to, and I, I would recommend checking that out if you guys have the time. Um, at the end of the show, what I like yeah. to do is what I call roll out the close-up pad. And that's just my fancy way of saying, is there anything you guys would like to promote or any last nugget you would like to leave with the audience? Sam, we'll, we'll go ahead and start with you. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll kind of start and end with Wisteria. Um, I'll pick up the actual deck. So it's out now if you're listening to this. And if you are listening to this far in the future, get it somewhere either on our website or if it's out of stock there somewhere else because you'll probably be able to find it somewhere um we're also we didn't really touch on this but we're gonna we have also released um a few other products with the campaign if you're listening to this in a timely manner so we got the gliders uh, in partnership with gliders which is kind of an exciting little product and then we also uh designed a shirt so caleb this is news to you uh daniel put together um a shirt and using the the end credits uh, graphic and stuff and it looks pretty pretty freaking cool so just wanted to highlight those as well uh but yeah so we're on instagram at found underscore playing cards um my instagram is i'm a pretty cool dude and daniel's is daniel ross newton and uh yeah, I think I think that those are the biggest plugs that I could do. Follow me on Spotify. <laughs> I make good playlists. I think uh, Samuel Gordon. Oh yeah. But yeah, Wisteria, get it. You want it? It's awesome, mm. and it's nostalgic. Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Um. Boy, I'm obviously I'm very excited about Wisteria that it's finally out. You know, a year in the making is not a not an understatement. Um. So go check that out. Give us some support. Go just like our stuff on Instagram. I mean, that, that goes a long way as well. Um, I have a few little personal projects that I'm working on, a cool animation 
um, a little Star Wars themed thing that's just kind of my own like personal project in the background that I've been working on. I don't know when that's going to be up. I, I got stuck on sound design. That's like something I haven't done much of. And so trying to trying to learn something new, it, it's really holding up the process. But hopefully that'll be out just on my personal Instagram sometime soon. Um, and then I'm working with my brother to do another Star Wars themed animation. So that, that should be pretty cool. We're, we're just getting into like the, the first step of like making all of our 3D assets. And then we haven't even talked about yet what, what the, the narrative is or what the, what the actual like video is going to be yet but that should be up in the next couple of months tentatively um so if you like star wars content that'll that'll be coming your way um other than that i'm trying to think i don't know that's about all the the big projects i have right now sounds good go check out with syria hopefully that's exciting to you if you're listening (laughs) to this podcast um so as always, I'll have links to these guys' stuff in the description if you want to check them out more, um, if you want easy access to that. Uh, definitely check out Wisteria, like they've mentioned. I'm a big fan of the deck. Um, obviously, I've stated many times in the past that I, I want more purple designs, so um, it's it's really cool to see that happening with this deck. Thank you, Sam and Daniel, representatives of Found Playing Cards, for being on the podcast. I appreciate you guys being here. If you guys have stuck around this long, thank you for listening. Um, like and subscribe, I guess. I don't usually say that, but I'm going to say it now. 